Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my sweet new friend Shelby, and she is going to talk to us about all of her amazing accomplishments. So Shelby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as you said, my name is Shelby. Um, to many, I am known as Squirrel. It's kind of a little home nickname. Um, I hail from Venice, Florida, where I lived for 18 of my 36 years. Uh, joined the Army right out of high school and spent a couple of years. And then I had a 10-year break in service. And in that time, moved to Mississippi. I had four amazing young girls. And then um, in 2013, 15, I re-enlisted into the Army National Guard. Um, and then a year ago tomorrow, I actually had another little girl and got remarried and all sorts of good things. So you have five girls? Yes. Wow. That is a yeah. lot of girls. <laughs> like so impressed. Of- <laughs> yes. So I've got um uh, almost one year old tomorrow who's sleeping right there. So if she wakes up, she might get to join us. Um, 11, twin, 15, and a 16 and a half. Wow. Yeah, you're a little busy. You've got your hands just a little bit full. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to hear about your nickname of Squirrel. Because actually, first, let me start because this is how I know that your nickname is Squirrel. I was telling Shelby before we got on that, you know, I've been wanting to have a woman veteran on my podcast. And then I'm also doing a project with um, you know, my public health masters at Ole Miss. And so, um, you know, I was, you know, searching literally, I told her, I I literally just searched woman veteran Mississippi, like very basic search was not really expecting to get anything. Like I was like, this is just like a base baseline search. Like we'll have to build on, you know, literally when I tell you, let me just, I, I pulled it up on this, on the side, just so I could read these headlines. I mean, it is like literally you, 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 and staff Sergeant Shelby Constancio, Women Veterans Day put spotlight you um a little article with super talk um a CrossFit Games athlete which I do want to know more about that too um like so many things that are it's like you 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 and on all of them it's like um in parentheses or in quotations squirrel so talk to us about how you got this nickname what does it mean and how is it stuck with you even to this day? <laughs> All right. So squirrel really kind of happened in high school. Not too big. We had like SWAT competitions. We all had to kind of run it by ourselves. And they were like, oh, she ran it like a squirrel. So it was like an unheard nickname kind of thing. Because before I got married the first time, my last name was Johnson. And so squirrel, Johnson's easy to say. So got married. Constancio became my next last mi- yeah, that one. And um, when I had gotten divorced, I went into law enforcement and they were all like Constantinople, con- condiments, like y'all just call me squirrel or whatever. And like, so it kind of worked. Well, then I got into the guard and that just stayed with it. Well, I became a uh, a recruiter. And so now kids just see me and they're like, oh, that squirrel, that squirrel. And and it's just, it fits me, you know, so I am remarried. My last name is Thornton. So, but squirrels is still there and eventually will be part of my last name. I love that. I think you absolutely should get a name change to get it in there too. <laughs> that way I can legally wear it on my uniform. 
there you go. There you go. Little, little hack the system there. I love it. <laughs> so talk to us about, you know, how did you go about choosing a career in the guard? And you said you did something before that too. So kind of just walk us through your career path, why you selected it, how you selected it, how you got into it, all the things. Okay. So um, back in high school in 2001, September 11th happened. Um, I was a ninth grader and I had already had aspirations in joining the military. I have a long legacy, grandfather, mom, dad, cousins, uncle. Like I have a cousin who was the first Medal of Honor recipient for wow. Vietnam Special Forces. Um, he actually passed away at the end of this last month at 90. But I just, I wanted to be awesome like them, you know. And so when September 11th happened, it kind of hit close to home. Um, some of the terrorists trained in my hometown in Venice. And at that point, I was like, don't come into my home and expect me not to want to defend them. So I'd already wanted to join. I ended up uh, enlisting in the Army. Um, and then... 2007, I got pregnant with my oldest daughter and I got out because that was the best for us at the time and pursued education. Um, over about five years, I ended up getting a master's of special education. Um, and then 2014, I did get a divorce, but I wanted to continue to pursue public service, went into law enforcement um, in Madison, and then I moved into Clinton. And then at the same time, I was able to get back into the military through the Army National Guard and uh, 2015 and have been there since 2017, 18, 19. We had a, a deployment overseas. And when I came home, I applied for a recruiter job in 2019. And the rest is history. I love That's what it. I've been. I love it. That's so fun. And I want to know my, I have cousins that are Navy SEALs. So they're like in the army and all the things, and they're going to be so like disappointed in me that I don't know, but I need you to explain. You have a long title. So staff sergeant, what, what do these things mean? And then also first female cavalry, cavalry scout. Like I can't even pronounce it. Like, can you explain what this means? Why is this a big deal? You're the first. So kind of walk us through what that means. So staff sergeant is my rank. Okay. Um, I'm in six. Uh, that's basically that's what I get paid. Um, gotcha. But it comes with responsibility. So it, it is um, an NCO, a non-commissioned officer. Um, and then the cavalry scout. So it is a 19 Delta, which is the MOS. Um, I'm the first cavalry scout female in the state of Mississippi. There were others before me in other states, but um, I had the opportunity to change my MOS in uh, 2020. And that's what I chose. Um, I aspired to become some kind of combat MOS when I was younger, but at the time, females weren't allowed to do that. Well, the opportunity came and I took it. So... I love it. I love it. You're like, sounds good. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Let's go. Let's go. 
So talk yep. about, you know, talk about being in a male dominated field, because this is something that I, um, I, I talk about a lot of my podcasts, you know, whether it be um, one of my good friends came on and talked about being an architect and, um, you know, women in medicine, all the things, but talk about being in a male dominated field. Um, you know, what are, what are some of the um, inequalities you've recognized, you know, in working in that field and, um, you know, what are some things that you've learned from that? So I have to say that like, when it comes to the inequalities, I don't want to say I turn a blind eye. Mm -hmm. I put myself in a position to do the best I can with knowing who I am. For instance, I may not be the strongest, Mm -hmm. but I know that I can use some of my own strengths and my weaknesses to be successful. So at school, we had to lift a very, very heavy piece of machinery and put it into one of our vehicles. I can't lift it straight up. I'm very strong, but I can't lift it straight up like most of them can. (laughs) Right. I don't think I would be able to either for the record. (laughs) So I use leverage. I use my brain, you know, um, when it comes to physical fitness, I know that I may not ever be the fastest or the strongest or the most capable at that time. But if I know that I can train myself physically and do what I can, that way the men standing next to me can trust me. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if they know they can trust me to have their back and not run, then they will be more apt to help me if they have that ability. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I feel like that's Um, applicable to all fields too, you know, in in a way. Yeah. I have to be able to trust them as well. Um, Everybody comes with a line of emotion Mm -hmm. in anything. And sometimes I have to make sure to consider that men have a harder time seeing women in a position that could get them killed Mm -hmm. because no man really wants to see a woman gets killed, get killed. And And it's kind of how we're, programmed I guess over time like nobody wants to see a man or a woman get killed however it's like oh my gosh if a woman gets killed it seems a little bit more Mm -hmm. but it's not you know so um I just go in there and know that if I can't do something I'm not afraid to ask for help fair yeah yeah that's something that I feel like we can all learn from too. And, you know, men, women alike, I need to be better about asking for help. I know that about myself, you know, so I love that. Um, I also wonder what the psychology is behind that about, you know, men don't like to see like women obviously be killed. I I wonder if there is like psychology on that. I'm sure there is. Um, So my husband is uh, in the military as well. He's an instructor at Camp Shelby. Uh, He's a tanker. And he knows that I have aspirations to do some pretty big things and he supports it. And he's like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, do it. Just be careful. And I'm like, okay. It's a fair (laughs) request. (laughs) In the same, in the same respects to him, you know, and we had a conversation with things that are happening in the world. I said, would you want to go back and deploy and be in the fight? You know, we have a family and things like that. And he goes, you know, if, if I needed to go, I would go, but we would talk first. And I was like, well, I want you to go with whom you want to go with. Mm-hmm. Just know that we are here. You know, he goes, I know. So it goes both ways, you know, and yeah. understand. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so now I want to kind of transition into, um, you know, my campaign that I've been working on with my class. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. Basically, what it is, is we've been um, we've been working on vaccination campaigns. So um, and we've been targeting like specific populations. So like I told you, mine is veterans because I really want to utilize the VAs. So I want to hear a little bit about your experience with VAs, but also vaccinations and also the healthcare system. So just to start off, what is your relationship to the healthcare field? And if you can remember prior to joining the military? Oh, just like kind of like start talking. Like, did you go to appointments regularly growing up? Did you get vaccines? Like all the things that I can remember before joining the military, I was up to date on everything. Granted, that was over 18 years ago. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that I went and got all the things that I needed to. I mean, I did go to the doctor a time or two if I got sick. I don't necessarily remember the visits, but yes, I did. I believe (laughs) Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, what is your relationship to, you know, specialized care? So like, um, were you doing preventative things? Were you going to the dermatologist? Were you going to, you know, more specialized doctors instead of just your primary care physician? Um, not necessarily. The only time I ever went to someone other than my primary care was when I had my knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I played football in high school and tore my ACL, MCL meniscus and had to have surgery. So that, um, but no, nothing else. I mean, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, To put some more lotion on when I was younger, but you know, I still look 12, like most of my kids that I walk around say so. That's a good thing. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I can always, like whenever people tell me that I have a baby, I'm 24, but whenever people tell me I have a baby face, I'm like, thank you. That is so yeah. nice. Like, I so appreciate that. <laughs> so that is, that is a good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but talk about, you know, how you think your um, experience in the military impacted your view of the healthcare field. You know, did anything change? Do you feel like you were more or less likely to go to a primary care position or a specialist? after the military and then kind of talk about how, um, what the culture was surrounding healthcare in the military as well. Um, so I would never not go mm-hmm. to, I mean, it's important, you know, I think instead of being hard headed and not wanting to go to the doctor, I have people who rely on me to be alive. And so if I, choose to not trust the healthcare system, then I'm denying myself the potential of living, which could ultimately affect, you know, my children or my husband or, you know, my friends. Um, oh, we have someone waking up. You get over there. My mom's a preschool teacher. So I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> would, you, would you be okay if she kind of. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Of course. <laughs> Hey, so her name is Frankie. Job. That is such a cute name. And it's just Frankie. It's not like a short nickname for anything. Oh, I love that. That is so cute. Yeah. Oh, those hey. eyes. Hello. Hi, friend. Hey. <laughs> She's oh. So cute. Had <laughs> a snack. I'm not sure where that ran off to, but um. 
Okay. Sorry. What was the question again? The rest no, you're of the so question. Good. You're so good. So how your um, view of the healthcare field has shifted since being in the military and also what the culture of healthcare is in the military? Um, as far as the view of the culture of the healthcare in the military, I have a very different experience through the guard. Um, I don't have to go and be seen on post mm-hmm. currently because I live far from post. So mm-hmm. I do have a primary care manager. I do have a primary care um, doctor. And so she refers me anywhere I need to go. Like for instance, when I was you know, pregnant with her, mm-hmm. she referred me to a doctor. And the coolest part about it was the doctor I saw was the doctor who delivered my 11 year old. So when I was not in the military, I was able to use the same doctor that I had when I was in the military. So it was a pretty cool situation to say the least. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then you, you mentioned, you know, the difference between um, when you were in the military and when you weren't in the military, what the doctor. So kind of talk to us about that. You know, how does that go? Like, is there a specific doctors that are covered or how does that work? Those specific doctors are covered in network and out of network. Um, If they're not in network, I can still choose to use them. I just have to pay more. Okay. Uh, If they're in network, everything is seemingly paid for except certain deductibles. For instance, I want to say she was free, but I didn't have to pay anything from the hospital for her because she was covered through TRICARE. Um, I actually was pregnant while I was in act on active duty and that was covered through TRICARE as well. But I had to be seen at the hospital on post. I didn't have a choice of who was going to birth her. Um, I had to go with who they chose for me. So I guess that would be something different between the active duty perspective and then the national guard with the TRICARE perspective. Okay. Um, just kind of like a baseline care for when you were, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So you're by PAs through active duty. And then the day that it's time to go is whoever the doctor is that's on call that it delivers. Okay, gotcha. At least it was 16 years ago. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's like, I want to be involved. <laughs> Oh my goodness, she is so stinking cute. <laughs> She's kind of coming in and out of the blur. Look <laughs> at that little wave. Oh, <laughs> you fell. So cute. Um, but I also want to know, you know, what your involvement has been with the VA. Like, have you used the VA ever? Um, have you been to one? What is kind of what is your involvement with that? What is the culture surrounding the VA? Um, so yes, I have been involved with the VA. Um, life is hard. Life is hard. (laughs) Um, I have been involved through the VA. Um, I did go, uh, in between my tenure break and service, um, takes a while sometimes. Um, my father was involved with the VA, um, it takes a while. Um, there's some differing views and opinions with the system. Um, I haven't had much work with them recently. Yeah. 
Life is so hard. Life is so hard. <laughs> I think I think she has um to use the restroom. Oh no. <laughs> Well, I will let you go. That was my last question anyways. So she she is so stinking cute. But thank you so much for coming on and doing this. You are the absolute best. Um, and I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>